Welcome to the Couple Success Podcast with Dr. Robert Wilford and Sarah Furman, licensed marriage and family therapist. There is hope for your relationship, and we're so glad you're listening. I'm Dr. Robert. And I'm Sarah Furman, licensed marriage family therapist. And today we're going to talk about rekindling intimacy. You know, intimacy is such an important part of a healthy, happy relationship. But we have to tell you, in our experience as therapists, it is the first thing to fly out the window when life gets busy or things get stressful. It's like intimacy gets forgotten. And that's what happens time and time again. So we're going to talk about how to rekindle that intimacy and get back some of that loving feeling that you once had. Absolutely. And now if you would like to join us, we challenge you to tell us where you're from so we can know um, where our listeners are. And if you have questions or comments, go ahead and put them in the chat section and we'll do our best to answer them. Yes. We're, we're trying to remember how to do that. <laughs> yes. Not easy for us, but we're doing <laughs> so our work best. with us. <laughs> right. So we're going to ask you, when was the last time you thought to yourself, what happened to that loving feeling we once had in our relationship? Yes. And we have to tell you, like we just said, you're not alone. Yeah. It's like this, the spark is gone. It's like we used to have a something, we did it all the time, but enough. And now it's like, where is it? It's like vanished. Right. It, it ghosted. Ghosted. It's the new ghosted. Right. Your sex life got ghosted. And it's really about that loving feeling of what we're talking about is intimacy, lost yes. intimacy. And the good news is, is, in our experience, is that you can absolutely rediscover the spark that you once had. And we're going to walk you through seven strategies that you can use to rekindle intimacy in your relationship. Yes. You know, before we get started, we want to kind of clarify two things we want you to understand. The first is, what do we mean when we say intimacy? And how in the world do we lose or forget about it? Right. Because it so, happens so easy. Yeah. Men always think about intimacy as sex. And sometimes women think that too. But intimacy is really, it's at a level, if you don't have it, you're not really going to have sex. I mean, right. you, not as a couple. You. Because yeah. we're not talking just about sex. We're also talking about emotional closeness. And for women, this is especially important if you want to have sexual intercourse or intimacy that's physical. Especially in a relationship. Right. This isn't about just a physical need. Mm-hmm. Um, partnerships really stay together because of how we manage and take care of our partners and their emotional needs. Right. And if you don't have emotional closeness, we're going to tell you, you're never going to get around to having great sex. Yeah, you might have sex, but it's not going to be such good, fulfilling sex. You know, intimacy is another way of saying into me see. He likes to say that a lot. I, lo- I love that phrase, yes. into me see. And I was working with a couple, and of course we changed the names, so we'll call them Don and Nancy for today. And I can remember saying that intimacy is like into me see. And let me tell you, Nancy, without <laughs> missing a beat... Turned to Don and was like, "Yeah, if you could see how stressed out I am around the house, you wouldn't want to see into me either." <laughs> that is an absolutely true story, and Nancy brings up such a good point, and that is, is that intimacy, closeness, and good sex are often neglected when life gets busy and partners are too tired, and we start paying, stop paying attention to the things that bring about connectedness in the relationship. Right. You see, because the trouble is. All this stuff starts deteriorating, the emotional closeness, and then you start to make a bid for intimacy or you make a pass at your partner, and they're not in the mood, and all of a sudden you stop making bids, and guess what? It could be weeks, months, years since you've had sex, all based on negative and inaccurate assumptions. So because life is getting busy, your partner be, may be doing a lot of different stuff, 
Uh, they may be tired. There's emotional stuff that happened. They were putting the kids down. Mm -hmm. They got a call for their mom. Had to speak to your mother, the mother-in-law. A million things could be true. And but then, then you're you're going for the bid, and they're like, you don't even know what's going on in my right. life. What's happening? Like, no. Right. And interestingly enough, uh, partners frequently pick the same type of situations where they're going to ask again. In the same type right. of way, and so they're. It's always they're eleven eleven o'clock at night, <laughs> at the end of a busy day, after you feel stressed and like you want something to help you fall asleep. Or, or you've rested a while, but they haven't. Right. And it's like no, no, no. So, uh, you can't always interpret the the no as a rejection. Right, and that's so often happens in relationships because especially men they'll make a, a pass at their partner and then assume if their partner says no today they're going to say no forever. Right. And that's, again, a way that things get set up, and there can be no sex for weeks, months, even years. So we want to remind you that a little planning in your intimate life and a drop of forethought can go a long way. Really, really a long way. And now when we talk about intimacy and emotional closeness, let's talk about timing for a second. Very important. Timing be is really important. So many people go from zero to blowtorch. Like, hi, have sex with me. With no warning in between, and the just because you're married or you've been a couple a while, it does not mean that somebody's going to turn on just because you are. Right. And when you were dating, you would never think such a thing. <laughs> you you prepped it all. Right. And now all of a sudden, it's like okay. On demand, the video right. on demand. Like oh, you right. ready? No. Right. no, not at all. Like ready. And, and it doesn't work. And that happens time and time again. And both partners get discouraged and intimacy and closeness gets lost. So what we suggest is that it's think about it the morning of or even the day before you want to be intimate with your partner. That's when you should start about thinking, thinking about warming things up, if you will. So, yes. And women like notice. I don't know. Yeah, they really do. And, and also remember that if you haven't had sex for over a year or even a couple of months. This is very important. It's going to take more than one day to get in the mood. Let us tell you that. Yes. Um, if you haven't had sex for a while, then trying to get right to sex immediately on the first or even the second try or even after reading this guide probably is not going to happen. You're going to want to practice some of these things we're talking about. Yes. Apply them to your real life. Then after several days of trying these things, then make an opening bid. For intimacy and sex. Right, because you have to bring back the emotional closeness. emotional closeness again. And depending on how long it's been, what else has happened in your life, it's going to take a little while. Mm -hmm. And the idea that I tried it once and it didn't work is not the answer. The longer it's it's been, the more time you need to take to reconnect. Absolutely. So you might be wondering or asking yourself, how in the world do we do this? Yeah, well, we haven't. We have those seven strategies for you. And these are for couples, like we said, that have lost that loving feeling. They're not in crisis. They're not in an abusive relationship or things like that. This is just for your average couple that is frankly lost that loving feeling. Right. They sort of become platonic because mm -hmm. uh, there's so many things going on. Um, one partner is frequently more tired, doing a lot. Maybe the other has other things that there's just stuff in their life and and intimacy and sexuality has gotten relegated mm -hmm. pushed to the back room thank you pushed to pushed the back to, room or to the side and so it's like, 
Yeah. So our first, our first piece of advice. First. First strategy is try saying or texting something sweet, a little flirty, and maybe even sexy. So think about when you were dating your partner. Did how did you used to text them? I, I I can remember in my relationship, if I got a hello handsome text, I knew something was going on. Like there was something on my partner's mind, um, more than just have a great day. Right. So again, depending on how long it's been. Um, if it's been a long time, you're just going to start your first text as being sweet, thinking of you, mm-hmm. missing you. Absolutely. Um, so that you're, you're bringing about some um, trust and intimacy mm-hmm. back into the relationship, some caring right. back into the relationship. Some connectedness. Connectedness. E- even sending, if, you've, if it's been a long time and you feel like things are really kind of chilly, try sending a... Hey, beautiful. I really appreciated seeing you this morning and having breakfast with you. Right. It, it was nice to spend a minute together with you. That will right. go a long, long way. Appreciated what you did or how you mm-hmm. took care of or something like that. Uh, and then you're going, you know, after a few days, then you move into flirty. Right. Because in the beginning, you were very flirty. That's the way you got action. That's the way you got intimacy. It's the way you set the signs up so your partner would know that you were in the mood. Right. So you don't have to go right to sexy. Really, flirty does more Mm -hmm. because it lets the mind imagine, create, and you feel chosen and cared for. Mm -hmm. And for women, that means a lot. It means everything, actually. Yeah. And, And then when your partner gets home, think about saying something like, you know, honey, you look so beautiful. Even after a hard day's work, you just look so pretty. I'm telling you, it stops people in their tracks and makes them think really great things about you. Although in the very, very beginning, when you haven't done this before, they are going to wonder, what's the matter? What do you want? Right, have you lost your mind? That's true. So ignore those kinds of things. And do it anyway. Yeah, do it anyway. It's going to be awkward. They're going to say stuff. And you're just going to say, I trying to show you how much I appreciate you. Yep, and, and put up with the feedback and the pushback. Yeah. And, and ignore it and just keep doing it. The second strategy we have for you is consider lightening your partner's workload. So Very important. We can't tell you how much sex and intimacy gets put off in relationships in the name of I'm too busy, I've got too much to do, or I'm too tired. Yeah, too busy and too tired. Right, and the truth is if you were connected, you'd find time for great sex. But most people, simply after working a hard day, managing the kids, or doing both, don't find ways to stay connected. Right, because you're feeling, you're feeling stressed, and it's an easy thing to brush aside. Right, so in our house, the joke is, my partner will probably die that I'm saying this on Facebook Live, but I already started it. It used to be that if I wanted to get, fool around a little bit, I would do the dishes. I don't do dishes. And I swear my partner would come in and get all amorous and flirty and... He'd be so happy. I was doing the dishes. I would think this is the weirdest thing ever. But, but it's actually not. I mean, we've heard from so many people when they, uh, when the partner actually does some help around the house mm-hmm. to clean up some of these other things, that their partners are much more amorous. Because it left time for my partner to not be having to do the dishes, and actually be thinking about me, right. which I didn't mind at all. Right. Something else that you may consider is if you don't, not necessarily that you can lighten your partner's workload, but think about lightening their workload for dinner. One great 
tip that we recommend is think about calling a couple hours, three, four hours ahead of time before you're supposed to be home and offer to bring dinner home. Bring and also bring utensils, bring paper plates, bring everything. You know, call on your way home and say, listen. You might have that stuff in the house, but if you don't, then certainly you would. And now it's even easier than before because you can call things like Postmates. Thank you. Right, DoorDash, all that stuff. All that stuff. And it's fantastic to call your partner and say, hey, honey, I'd love to have the night off with you. So I'm picking up Chinese on the way home and I'm bringing up utensils and dishes and uh, plates and all that. So we don't even have to do dishes after that. Right. A third thing that we've seen couples use time and time again is to pay My someone. My favorite. Yes. And I did this last Monday, actually. Um, pay someone, a cleaning service, to come in and clean your house. Not- At least that heavy stuff so that your mm-hmm. partner doesn't have to do it whether that's on a regular basis or even occasionally, mm-hmm. like by calling a service call. We, we, we have a service in L.A. called Tidy. Right. T-I-D-Y. And for about 80 bucks, they will come out and clean the crap out of your house. Like floors, bathrooms, kitchens, bedrooms, dust everything, do the ceilings. It's amazing. And what it does for most partners is it alleviates them of the dread of having to do it themselves. Not to mention they love the fact that you thought of it and you did something so sweet for them. Yes. Yeah, and it, so if you can't help physically with them, then this is really nice because it takes some of the burden mm-hmm. that that they face every day off their plate. And, you know, if you have kids, getting your kids ready for bed at night and letting your partner just read or watch TV or right. do something different is a great way to lighten a partner's workload. Right. And you have such a less likelihood of hearing, I'm too tired or I've got too much to do because partners feel... Like, they feel endeared when you do something sweet for them. Right. You're feeling so burdened from your day. The house, mm-hmm. kids, they, preparing. And usually one partner does more than the mm-hmm. than the other one. And they need some of that lifted. Absolutely. In order to have the time and space mm-hmm. to feel desire again. And to feel that they're cared about. So when you're offering some of this, what what they feel is that, you care about them and you're trying to help them. Right. And, and that their and stresses matter to you. Yeah. That their stresses matter to yeah. you. And and again, use your words here. Be, say things to your partner like, I get that you work really hard and that you have a lot on your plate. And we so appreciate everything that you do. Let me do something nice for you. Right. Absolutely. So those are some concrete steps in our uh, strategy number two that you can use to lighten your partner's workload. Now, number to- three is keep touch alive so oh. often you you stop touching one another Completely. because you're like i'm busy i'm running right. i'm doing and like what, what like and they don't want to touch because that's going to bring on um something else and right they, and they don't want to take they don't the want time. to be slow down like yeah. they don't want to be slowed down yeah. but the truth is i don't want you to think about sex just because i'm touching you right but yet, so not. in life you know we hug our kids we touch our friends but we forget to touch our partners and believe us when we say that our partners do notice when we're being more friendly to everyone else. And not to them. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then we even, I don't know how many of you are this way. Have you stopped kissing your partner hello and goodbye? Do you give them a hug when you come home and tell them how glad you are to see them? It, it's amazing how often these simple gestures get completely forgotten. Right. Because couples put off touching each other uh, and being physically close. It just, right. again... They feel like they don't have enough time to be intimate, mm-hmm. so they push it away. Right. They live a, what's called a when-then life. 
when my life is easier and less stressful, then I'll be intimate with my partner. Let me tell you, when then will never come around. Right. It's a big, big mistake. Yeah. So without everyday touching, couples forget what it's like to feel close. And they're not even reminded that they are an intimate couple. They can start to feel like roommates. Right. And that really hinders the relationship. And it hinders the, even the possibility of intimacy because it just begins to feel more and more awkward. Right. And so if you've been disconnected from your partner for a long period of time and there's just no touching happening at all, then the first step for you is you're going to begin by introducing touch very slowly. That could be things like a touch on the hand, a squeeze on the shoulder, um, yeah. something something very small over several, maybe even a week's time, just to slightly and slowly reintroduce touch into your relationship. Then you can work up to holding hands for TV and move up from there. So another great strategy that I like to use, um, which scared the crap out of me the first time I tried it in my relationship, I thought, I don't know what's going to happen, but I really liked it, is I challenge anyone watching to see what happens when you greet or say, when you leave your partner in the morning or you come back at night, Try giving them a 10-second kiss. And we really mean a full 10 seconds. Actually, we... Um, we have the, an exercise that's a little the, longer. In the office with our, our clients, it's, it's a longer exercise. But start with a full 10 right. seconds. And, and this is something... Because we're being nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the nice thing is it's bigger than a peck and smaller than a makeout. Right. I will tell you, nothing says, I think you're hot like a great kiss. Right. And the great thing about the 10 second kiss is it it melts away distance and it recreates intimacy and closeness again, which is really key to this whole thing. Yeah, so if you can actually go 15 seconds, you actually turn on um, the receptors uh, in the brain and neurotransmitters in the brain. Neurotransmitters uh, start to um, flow at 15 seconds mm -hmm. that really open up your heart and that loving connection mm -hmm. again, which is why we that's one of our main exercises mm -hmm. and we're asking you just start with the 10 when you can move up to 15 seconds right because because that's when the neurotransmitter and, and that doesn't mean just hold your mouth against your partner's mouth no it's like a real for a real, 10 seconds yeah let's like spend 10 seconds really kissing yeah. And your partner might pull back at first. Yeah. They might pull back at first, but just coax them and you know tell them, why don't we give this a try? But of course, if everybody has watched this, you're going to make your partner watch this too, <laughs> and they'll know what it is you're doing. Absolutely. And believe <laughs> us when we tell you, it gets more comfortable yeah. and the more natural, the more you practice. Right. And it makes you, f it, it really um it's the difference between being roommates the relationship. and in a couple. Right. So you be, you feel closer and then you, it's okay to be closer and you want to be closer mm. and everything else. It, it's just, I don't know. It's better Listen, better. intimacy is one of the great perks of being in a relationship. And like we said, it's one of the things that gets chucked to the back of the room at the first sign of stress. Okay, let's do strategy number four. Okay, let's do it. Strategy number four is prepare the path. This step, Just like you did when you were dating. You know, you got everything ready, man. You told your roommates you were having your girlfriend over. You had some special dinner. Maybe you brought some wine over. They knew you were going to get together. I mean, your partner knew. Your, it was a date then, but your partner knew. Everybody knew mm -hmm. what you were going to do. And then assuming you didn't put your foot in your mouth or do right. something terrible, you know it was going to happen. Right. So this, when you prepare the path, you're trying to look at your life and look at obstacles to intimacy, just like you did when you were dating. Yes. So... For example, you can think about preparing the path by doing things like 
if you have small toddlers at the house, right? Yes. I know one couple that her biggest fear, she could never put her mind in the bedroom or actually get completely comfortable being naked. You know why? She, she was, was worried they were going to come yeah, in. Yeah, the twins were going to come running down the hallway, open the door, and see mommy and daddy naked. Teenagers also. you, you it, yeah. Oh, that's so true. Because they don't think about anything but themselves. <laughs> and And then it's like, it's something they don't want to see. And yet it's really important for the relationship. Right. That they don't, not for important for the relationship that they see it, but important that you're doing it, just for yes, the record. Yes. So you may think about putting, <laughs> putting a, yeah, could you imagine? Um, putting a lock on the bedroom door. That's yes. a great example. Also, doing something as simple as telling your partner, I'd like to spend two hours alone in the bedroom tonight or an hour alone in the bedroom tonight, just like you would have done when you were dating. Right. Just time together. Mm -hmm. You know, talk, hold hands. Absolutely. Right? All if, this stuff works. If Again, if this has been longer than a few months, you really want to start with time together. Yeah. And that could be bringing a bottle of wine into the room, a couple of glasses, and just sitting on the bed, chatting and visiting for half an hour. When's right. the last time you took time right. to connect with your partner like, like that? Because it's really important. Another great thing that we learned from another couple that we worked with was they put, they were also really worried. They had small children, uh, infants, and the kind that couldn't crawl out of the bed. And they were worried they'd have to get up in the night and get to them. But how would they do that if they were naked? So they put hooks on the back of the bedroom door, put two full-length robes. That way, if anything happens, they could jump up quickly and run down the hall and everything was taken care of. So I mean, these are simple little things that we just don't really think about mm -hmm. all the time, but make a difference in your comfortability to be able to connect. Now, here are two more ways that you can add to this process that are usually most people don't think about. So believe it or not, if you want to help put your partner in the mood, try serving cheese or chocolate or a little wine. The, tr the truth is there are chemicals in those foods. Right. That it's, it's even, it's not even so much of the chemicals in the food as it is that they they actually get processed or those chemicals get processed mm -hmm. in an area of the brain right next to um, the area of sexuality and they influence oh, yeah. that and um, so you're kind of biologically setting each other up for being more open more loving mm -hmm. more connected and for men we really suggest you're not going to believe this, men. You're not going to believe what she's about to say. But trust us, it really does work. But to listen up. Use baby powder. You have all those shaving things, you know, in the colognes. Baby powder. A drop just here or there. I, well, a little baby powder in good places. There you go. So, well said. <laughs> uh, and the reason is when women smell baby part, uh, baby powder, their heart opens up. And they're so much more receptive to you and intimacy and sexuality. So it's a... It's a great little trick. It's a yes. great little trick. It's Laura Leckler strategy. just joined us. Oh, great. Hi, Laura. She's in Wisconsin, I believe. Cool. Now, our, our strategy number five is don't forget... This is not a bad word, ladies and gentlemen. Don't it's forget an the important word. Don't forget the foreplay. So foreplay begins way before you get to the bedroom yeah we don't mean just that time where you're just like touching in the beginning no right that's not really foreplay yeah it's really kind of um getting your mind involved mm -hmm. in in what's going to happen and recreating that 
closeness. So you remember when we said, think about warming up to intimacy the morning of or even the day before? A good example of floor, foreplay, floor play, could you imagine? A good example For of foreplay. <laughs> Sorry, that's really funny. <laughs> a good example of foreplay would be sp spending an extra five minutes in bed just to snuggle with your partner. Yes. Or watch TV together, hold hands, stroke your partner's hair for a minute. Play footsie at night. Mm -hmm. Any of those things all, all count as foreplay. Yes. And if you can think of foreplay as doing something for your partner that says, I really like you, and I want you to know that I'm physically attracted to you. It, yeah, foreplay is like physical flirting. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I physical so. flirting. So when you're rekindling intimacy with your partner, think about an hour as not a bit, not a bad gig. If you put in a total of about an hour's worth of foreplay, you're doing pretty good. Right. Again, if this has been a long time since you've been together, you're going to start slow, mm -hmm. you know, 10, 20 minutes, because you have to get reaccustomed to yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Now, strategy number six. I like this one. Yes, is keep flirting. It's so important because it that's what brings energy, energy and zest into... Uh, into how you feel and into the partner that you're doing the flirting with oh my who God, now for feels sure. like you chosen connected and it just changes the mm -hmm. whole dynamics and 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 their internal thinking so they become closer because flirting is fun and energetic and it's and something it's you like, don't get in any other relationship right. usually other than your primary romantic relationship right. now for men we want to feel desired and needed and respected for women, they want to feel like you'd still pick them and that she's your one and only and that she still makes you feel hot inside. Right. Because when a woman feels that you could do this with anybody. Oh, done. There's done. no desire to do it with you. Nope. And Not so biologically, women need to feel picked. And that's really what flirting is all about. And I don't care if it's five years, 10 years, 15 years, it's eight, or that you haven't been doing it for a while. If you don't feel chosen and special, mm -hmm. if your partner doesn't make you feel that way, you just don't have desire to do it with them. No. And so, like we said, if you want to rekindle intimacy with your partner, right. you got to turn on the flirting. Turn on the flirt, man. We are at strategy number seven. This is one of my favorites. Yes, it is. It's if at first you don't succeed, it doesn't mean all bets are off. It's so doesn't it just mean it's been a long time usually or it's Something not a great happened, night that night or it's not a great night right and, and Stuff don't is and don't assume that just because your first attempt to initiate intimacy and lovemaking doesn't pay off has no bearing on how your partner feels about you about sex it or can, what's going to happen the next time right so you know we have couples well i tried it once i you know I, i've done it i tried three times i really but did you think about what happened right before you tried? Right. Were you were you just coming in from putting the kids down? Were you just finished cleaning up the kitchen? Were you... It could be a million things you've come in from. Did your mother just call and you have to deal with a crisis that you had? Again, what you want to do is think about the big picture of what's going on. Look at the whole scenario before you make these crazy assumptions. Right. Because just because you get a rejection in no way means you can't give it a second try. Right. And it, and it generally means, are you doing some of the other things that, that yes. we've suggested? Have you been sort of consistent? And consistency is really, really 
important. It's so critical. it's not about flirting one time and they didn't they didn't <laughs> respond. I did this one time, they didn't respond. No, yes. guys. Is that your man's voice? Well. I like it. <laughs> you know, sometimes it takes a bit of... Could have been a, a woman of, doing the same thing. Could I don't have know. been. Sometimes <laughs> it takes a bit of coaxing, though, to get your partner to be comfortable and agree to initiate or agree to being intimate and have sex with you. Because it's awkward. If you haven't done it for a while, it is really awkward. I mean, every part mm -hmm. of this is awkward. So you, it takes a little practice to get to the other side where mm -hmm. it is a little more comfortable. It's like, oh, which is why we, we tell you start here. Right. There. Let's actually start step here. Step by step. Yes, because In between here. your ears and your brain. Yes. And then start with the body and doing yeah. things physical. Prepare the path. All the things that we talked about. And especially women, I, intimacy is between their ears. Absolutely. First, for sure. Before their body. And, and if at first you don't succeed, guess what? Flirt more. Text more. Yes. Touch more. Follow these, follow these strategies and try again tomorrow. Right. Because in, in life, what so many people do is they go from zero to let's go have sex doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, it didn't work when you were dating. It wouldn't work in a bar. It wouldn't even work with a stranger. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. A paid stranger. Well, for sure, paid. But I, I mean, but that's different. That's not about intimacy. That's right. about something, you know, quick and, and taking care of a need. Right. This is about something deeper between you and your partner. So mm -hmm. you have to get back into the flow. For so sure, for sure. So Sarah and I both challenge anyone watching to try these seven strategies, mix it up, whatever approach you use, and and right. see how it changes your world and see how it does bring back that loving feeling. Because we've seen this work time and time again in couples that we work so with, often. in our own lives, in just people that we counsel casually. So again, we challenge you to break out of the intimacy rut, do something different, reconnect with each other, and rediscover some of that passion that you once had. And remember, if you liked what we talked about today and you know someone who you think might benefit from this, right. be sure to tag that person and share it in the comment section. We look forward to seeing you next time. If you'd like more information or some of this is interesting and you'd like to know more, just go to couplesuccess.com and you'll find lots more information. Bye, everyone. You have been listening to the Couple Success Broadcast with Dr. Robert Wilford and Sarah Furman, licensed marriage and family therapist. There is hope for your relationship. Please check out our website at couplesuccess.com to find out more.